Hello, Hannah. You look like a. I don't mean to sound rude, but you look like a cow. <laughs> Those are hard snail. <laughs> Thanks. No, but Thank I just you. saw it in. I saw it kind of in passing. You know, I didn't notice that there was a real. We'll, we'll wait for you, Tom. Don't worry. Yeah. I do go to an ag school, so I guess it is a appropriate. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you. And you have the plebs. You have the. You have the German fucking. Um, what are they called? Plats going on? Braids. Braids, that's the word. Milkmaid. Like I a, don't know. You're like a hair, a frow. You're a frow. Welcome back to Plans Are Optional. We are free of Marty. I'm Andrew. <laughs> Today I'm joined by the lovely Neil, Frau Cow Hannah, <laughs> and the notorious Tom. Hello. He's a listener of ours. You might have heard us talk about him every now and again. But today he joins us to talk about The Expanse. We'll see how far we get. Because apparently it's too good for Marty. Well, Marty's not here. This is Marty Free Hour. No, it's Marty Bash Hour. It's Marty Bash Hour. It's Marty Grape Corner. We, we, a, we already did we'll, that one. We'll bash Marty. Does Marty listen to these? Does he listen oh, well, back I, in each week or anything? Or is that He probably will listen to this one. That That's my suspicion. I think he's going to listen to this one and expect us to talk about him. So I think we should cut this all out, not talk about him at all. <laughs> yeah, we can't do the drinking course, game because I think he's going to listen yeah. for sure. Yeah, we'd be ruined. But uh, I'm so going to drink every time we say Marty. So why would he want to listen in for The Expanse? The only reason he would be listening in is to hear if you guys bashed him at all. Which is totally Marty. motivation enough for Marty. Of course. Why he's going <laughs> to listen to it. <laughs> Hi, Marty. Hi, Marty. How are you doing? How you doing? New job, Marty. But like I said, okay, Tom, Tom is a listener of ours, and uh, he's also a friend that I, I started playing Rocket League with a while back, and then he got really, really good, so I had to play with other people. <laughs> you guys don't play together anymore? No. That's <laughs> not good enough for me. Wah-wah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Tom, do you have any interesting facts you want to share with the, with the class? Interesting facts. Man, you really put me on the spot here. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I'm Tom. I live on the East Coast in New Jersey, right outside Philly. Uh, I like to play bass. Um, Yeah, I play Rocket League. I uh, met Andy through Reddit. Really? Yeah. Through, uh, what was it, Rocket League friends? I think we were, I, I forget which of us posted on there, but somebody replied and we, uh, we ended up starting to play on, PlayStation a while back, probably like 2015, 16, somewhere around there. Wow. Probably 15, there. Probably, probably 2015, I would say, when it like first came out. That, uh, yeah. I want to say like that fall or winter. And, uh, That's, yeah, yeah, just been, uh, we, we met up in, uh, Seattle. I was out, my friend Brian, he moved out there years back. So I was out there visiting him and got to meet up with Andy and meet him in real life and, uh, been talking off and on. We uh, kept in touch over these what, past five years now. Yeah, okay. really yeah. maybe I'll come out to see you out there in uh, what's it, Idaho, right? Yeah, yeah you got it right. <laughs> you didn't call it maybe. Iowa. Yeah. It's Iowa. half the battle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gotta be a lot more boring than. Uh, oh yeah. I, <laughs> I do have. I've I been do to have Iowa a neighbor. Once. Yeah. Anything out there? Well, well, actually, I've been Corn? there a couple times. I went there for a football game. It was a really good time. Um, it's it's pretty. It's different. It was a change of scenery, but I don't think I could live out there, no. Yeah. 
So back in my uh, parents' neighborhood, we have neighbors that moved out to Iowa. I think the only thing that people really look forward to out there is a big fireworks festival. Supposedly, it's like the biggest one in the United States. But I don't know. So is it, it's is probably, it probably a really nice just, show. Is it one of those that they just claim to be the biggest? Probably. But you know what? <laughs> if, if that's what they want to have going for them in Iowa, by all means. <laughs> you got to give the Ohioans something. To be proud of. I, yeah. I, I want to say we it's said like Iowa they, they hand. test. I said Ohioans. Nope. I- that's right. Iowa. That's a different state. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's kinda, keep kinda going. Close, but... Let's keep going. I have a quick question. Sure. Slight tangent. Going to move back Yay. in time. You like to play bass. Mm-hmm. You, did you watch Davey 504? I've seen a couple of his. Yeah. He's seen a few. I love yeah, that guy. He's man. funny. Oh, he's, he's a hilarious. good bass player. He's a very good Oh, he good definitely bassist. is. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't. I don't compare with him at all. Like but world class. <laughs> yeah. Are you in? A, are you in a band? Uh, I used to be. Um, I mean, now if I was going to say I'm in a band, it's really just friends of mine that I haven't jammed with in probably several years now. But I guess uh, with COVID, I, even if you were in a band, you're not really in a band by now, right? So yeah. Yeah. Are, through yeah. through college though, and a little bit afterwards, I did. Um, yeah, actually, so the the largest show, I'm trying to think, what's the what's the name of the, oh, remember Aaron Carter? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if you ever heard of Ryan Cabrera. Oh, yeah, with the hair. Yeah, I've, I've opened for them. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you're not too shabby. Oh. I, uh, they were pretty hot shit for like a summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not hot shit now, so they no. opened for like. Uh, I think they played for less people than we did as the opener for the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> they seemed like openers, yeah. not uh, main no, they, acts. They were the main acts. It was the Boys of Summer, and we so played in. What was your band, what's your band name? What's, what was your name? It was No Outlet. That's the band I played in. Okay, No Outlet. Band. No Outlet. Yeah, little plug for uh, the band that I'm no longer in. But <laughs> as far That's as it. I know, they're still playing. I, I think they're still making music and stuff. It's so the the one guy, the drummer was in California. Guitarist I met in college. He's uh, in Pennsylvania, and so he grew up with the drummer. But when the drummer moved out to college, you know, didn't really get to play a whole lot. So it was really like winter break or spring break when he was like back home, get together, play some shows. But uh, yeah, it was always a good time. I don't know if you guys have ever like performed in front of like a live audience, other than a podcast. I guess it's kind of like that, but. Not not really. Really. It's not like yeah. that. It's nothing yeah, like that. It's not a live audience. But, you know, you're still performing in a way. You know? It make I always feel like I always feel like I'm talking to Neil and Andy, and that's it. And I forget other people listen to us. But I just found out another friend of mine listens, so this is not going directly into the void. <laughs> I always find it shocking if a friend says they listen because I it. It makes me actually think, oh shit. What I know, I, right? <laughs> what the fuck did I say? Like, have I, I, I am now incriminated myself in some way or another. Cause... And, like, <laughs> everyone who listens are like other scientists' friends. I sound so stupid on this podcast sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay because he's got it into tarot, too. So I wasn't too <laughs> oh, wooey woo- woo- woo for him. Yeah, I. I... Haven't ever been in a band. I think that'd be fun. I don't think I'm up to snuff to be in a band, though. I, I grew up playing orchestra, and I played 
played in orchestra like a local one afterwards, but I don't think it's quite the same thing as opening up for Aaron Carter. I never had that opportunity. <laughs> and you never will now. I don't Aaron think Carter I is will. God. That's that's my uh, claim to fame for that stuff. There there was a band called Vieira. They uh, uh what was it? It was like the I don't know if you ever heard of the band A Day to Remember. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of my friends yeah. are really big into it. So I was like, I yeah, think, yeah. College. So I I think like the main what's it, Jeremy is the lead guy in there. I think I he like he either backed Vieira. He might have, uh, like played on one of their songs or something, or sang on one of his song, one of their songs. But we did open for them too. Um, but yeah, Aaron Carter and Brian Cabrera definitely, especially like when they when <laughs> everyone's sitting there just waiting for I Love Candy to start playing, and then you know everyone went nuts, and that was. <laughs> and then they all what left. You, what else yeah. does he do? <laughs> uh, what's that Shaq one? It's like that's how I beat Shaq. I, for, I, I forget how that. it goes, but that you know, seems. I put it familiar. in the hoop like slam. That's so bad. <laughs> heard the crowd scream, "No, Jan-. I don't know. I just know like little. There's no little way of- that those two little white boys ever beat Shaq either. <laughs> I know what I'm listening to on the way to work tomorrow, though. Yes, definitely. Also, everyone should Google Ryan Cabrera's hair from like 2004. It's a it's a good laugh. It was pretty nuts when we even played for him. I mean, it was it was like. Probably it's, a good foot above his head. It was a thing. He was committed. Yeah. So. Well. Yeah, that's, that's what I got. There we go. That's Tom. Mm-hmm. Rockstar. That was oh. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think before we get going, Neil had something. He had messaged us early, earlier in the yeah, week. He was saying, hey, hold on now, guys. <laughs> I have a story. I'm going to write down everything. So we are ready to be wowed. So just before I do that, I just want to preface it by usually we have nothing to say on the podcast. I didn't know we were having a special guest. I didn't know we even had a topic, which apparently we do. What? So now it seems out of context, but I'm going to throw it in there because it has nothing to do with anything. So I was talking to my daughter, I would say two weeks ago, and I don't know why, but she said to me, my daughter is, uh, she's 11, almost 12. And she was, she'd seen a YouTube video about sleepwalking. And she says, what is sleepwalking? Like, you know, we were chatting about it. And she was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if you did this and did that? You know, sleepwalking, like the the mind of an 11-year-old. And I was like, yeah, you know, it doesn't happen that often. Um, And people, usually your body, like, um, you're, we're evolved to paralyze, like our muscles get paralyzed when we go into deep sleep to prevent us from, causing damage to ourselves and doing stupid things. Um, anyway, I'm I'm asleep. This one, what day are we on today? So let's think. Four nights ago, I was sleeping. I was having a dream. Um, dreaming uh, a random fucking dream about some old friend of mine. And we were walking along. And uh, we were kicking stones along the pavement. As I guess you do when you're like 10. And uh, my friend kicked this stone, it hits someone's car, and then the car turns around in the dream and chases us, and uh, we're like, shit, we better run away, this guy in this car, you know, he's going to get us, like, so we're like, running away, so we run along, and it's like, by the side of the road, and then on the, on the side of the sidewalk, to where the car is now pointing at us, like some evil, sinister dude's about to come out and chase us, or whatever, uh, there's a there's a wall and it's about 
I would say about six foot high, five or six foot high. So it's like, all right, let's jump the wall. So me and my buddy, he jumps the wall, I jump the wall. We, I'm, I'm laying horizontally on this wall about to fall onto the other side, which obviously I don't know what's on there. And it was at that moment that I woke up because I had fallen out of my bed and smashed my <laughs> smashed my head on my bedside table, which I still have a mass. I still have a huge lump on my head from it, and I it was so bad. I even heard, even though I was asleep, I heard the bang, and it woke everybody up. And um, I kind of just woke up and said, "Oh, that sucks." And kind of oh, oh no actually no, no no I lied I woke up and I tried to go back to sleep and I was like you know what that was pretty gnarly and it was kind of bad I was like I don't really want to go to sleep right now because just in case I'm concussed so Fair. I made myself stay awake for like a, a few hours and I don't think I was concussed but uh, you know it was bleeding and blah, blah blah anyway I just wanted to share that story because it happened to me and I said hey podcast guys let's talk about this on the podcast so there we go we did <laughs> on to the expense. <laughs> well, Neil, I I actually have somewhat of a similar story that I can I can share from. Good, uh, I'm glad someone can connect to yeah, this. <laughs> and and <laughs> I, I can't go as as detailed as my dream, but uh, I do know. Yeah, I don't know if I just unplugged my audio. I don't think so. But anyway, <clears throat> so back in college, I I don't I don't know exactly what was going on, whatever. But I was having a dream about skateboarding. And I did a kickflip in the dream. Well, in reality, I rolled out of bed. So I guess I was the board. I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled onto my laptop screen, cracked my entire screen, couldn't see anything. Ended oh, up being fuck. an $800 repair for oh, that. Shit. For a dream I found. I found out later that the reason that I got startled in my sleep was because my friend called me. This is like three or four in the morning because somebody decided to grab a fire extinguisher on his floor and just go down the hall and start spraying it everywhere. And somebody pulled the fire at the, the pool station to set off the fire alarm of the building. So he was saying if I was awake to come crash <laughs> over in my room for the night because <laughs> somebody, and, you know, evacuated the whole building because of that. And yeah. And so, that startled you and, out of your dream. And dreaming. that startled me yep, wow. to do a kickflip out of my bed. That's yeah, but ho- hold on here. You call it a pull station? Well, I'm an electrical <laughs> engineer. I design fire alarm systems as part of my oh, job. Okay. So yes, that is the technical <laughs> name I'm going to use for it. Yeah. <laughs> I have yes, a note. It's a fire alarm pull station. You know to what I'm talking about? Concussions. Though? Apparently, because I wanted to Google this because I don't know why you couldn't sleep after a concussion, and apparently there. are has been enough research that there is no need to stay awake with a concussion. You could have gone to sleep. Oh, is that right? Because you wasted your time, Neil. I spent so many years playing soccer that people would get concussed pretty frequently. And, um, you know, it was always advised, and I guess it got drilled into my my brain, that it's a serious thing to to go to sleep if you think you may have been concussed. Nowadays, people would say go to hospital and get checked out, but... Back in those days, it's like, ah, oh, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Just just don't go to sleep for a couple hours. I feel like if you thought you had a concussion and actually had, like, a brain bleed or something, you might die. But that's Sure, different. yeah. I mean, it wasn't I, that serious. Right. 
I wonder if part of it, and this kind of like ties into maybe being really drunk as well, but if you were to like fall asleep, I mean, part of having a concussion or like a serious brain injury is you start throwing up, right? So if you yeah. were to fall asleep in a certain position mm-hmm. and vomit yeah. and it stays mm-hmm. in your mouth. Yeah, you die. I mean, yeah. I actually, I know a guy that that happened to when he was younger and I mean, he was drunk. He, he fell down some steps and wow uh, that's crazy supposedly yeah i I don't know the full story but that would would like put me off drinking forever like if someone had said that if that had happened to me when i was like 16 or 17 or something yeah i'd be like fuck drinking sounds bad maybe it wouldn't have but (laughs) i mean (laughs) you know what i'm saying like that's that's crazy that's crazy Yeah, and oh, that's yeah. pretty gotta, any, that any time, Yeah, I mean, he felt like it was kind of looking back on it, I guess. I mean, I wasn't there. I don't know. I, I didn't know him that well. But um, looking back on it, you know, probably would have been best just to go to the hospital if his, like, head was bleeding or something. You know, right. just might as well take it, you know, uh, what is it, better be safe than sorry with that stuff. But Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> not, but not it's never, it's never convenient at, like, 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> No, right. Can you imagine my situation? I, I, I smash my head. What am I going to do? Turn around to my wife who's asleep and she's like, what the she fuck is going on? She slept through that? What the fuck? No, she woke up and she's like, what okay. the fuck is going on? She sort of like, <laughs> she half woke up. She didn't wake up enough that she remembered. So I had to repeat it to her the next day. So, you know, what am I going to do? Let's go to the hospital. We're going to the hospital. It's, it's not going to happen. I'll just die. I'm happy you're okay. <laughs> I'll just, I'd rather die. I'll just die. Fuck it. <laughs> um, another thing this week to bring up. I don't know if you guys follow our Twitter at Optional Plans, but we had an article sent to us by the librarian. I think Hannah might have seen it. Maybe not. She liked it. I think. Okay. All right. Oh, just well, drive by liking from Hannah. Uh, no, so yes. the, the title of it is Scientists Figured Out Why Wombats Have Cubed-Shaped Poop. Oh, I did oh, like that because I like that fact that before, about right? wombats. Did we? Uh, yeah, we talk- I thought we talked about that in a previous podcast. Not why, but we talked about them having cube-shaped poop. I am extremely curious I don't remember how their like, butthole works remember. to do that. Oh. Okay, well, why then? Episodes. Why do they well, have see, see, that's the thing, Hannah. People used to think it was due due to the exit or the butthole, as you say. But it turns like- out they have a rather long intestine with hard and soft spots that lead to the cubicle poo. Hmm. Cubicle poo. I can see That's that. a good bad name. Cubicle poo. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's from University of <laughs> Tasmania. And the, the tags on the article are uh, Poop Australia Wombats. So uh, I feel like... Uh- is that Tanzania? They have wombats there. They should know. I well, I guess so. But now now they do. Um, but I don't know if you guys have any strong feelings about that. I had forgotten that they pooped cubes until I read that. I have never heard of it before. <laughs> <laughs> it does not interest Tom. He wants that's, to move that's, on. Uh, I, mean, I am I, very I, interested. I, I'm pretty interested. I mean, I kind of want to look it up here. I'm trying to even picture what a wombat even looks like. It's pretty uh, cute. I guess I got to take. I think they're about thing. forty inches long, is what the article said. Let me pull it up here. Ooh. Oh wow! I typed yeah, in 40, wombat. Yeah, forty inches long in adulthood. 
They're pretty big. And that's science news for students, not science the magazine. Yeah, the first thing I typed in on Google, I feel like the first result is wombat poop. <laughs> I think that... Uh, what I'm, is try, there, I'm what? trying to replicate it now, and it didn't... Oh, well. <laughs> what are their intestines doing, though? Why I don't know. Tube, inside? Tubes for cubes. How have we... Okay, this is ridiculous. That is Would crazy. a group of University of Tasmania researchers sliced open a wombat curse? Corpse, they were surprised. Have they not looked curse. inside a wombat... Until, like, yesterday? I don't know. Like, obviously, you would look at the... Okay. Obviously. Oh, my God. He, oh, never mind. He got an Ig Nobel Prize, not a Nobel Prize. <laughs> 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 I was going to be real mad <laughs> if he got a Nobel Prize for, like, cutting open one wombat and seeing that their intestines <laughs> were kind of hard. <laughs> well, I mean, is it, it's a big discovery, it all right? Sorry. Is it common for scientists to, like, I don't know, dissect every animal in existence? No, but I feel like if we had this question about the poop, and you had already examined the butthole, the next thing to do would be go inside. Work work back from the problem. (laughs) Apparently wombats have larger, longer intestines than humans do for their size comparisons. Why not? Which I remember reading a, a a fact that if you were to unravel the small intestine of a human being, it could stretch to the moon and back. That cannot be true. That's, that's Are you what serious, I, Neil? Is that like an urban everything myth? you read? No. Is that just, I'm, hold on a minute. Let's check it out. Because is it an urban myth? Um, yes, it's, it's like, an urban myth. That's I'm sure it's like three myth. feet or six uh, feet. Whatever. I don't think yeah, I can like, get to my front door with my small intestine. Here we go, look, Reddit. Was any, did feet. anyone ever tell you as a child that if your intestines were stretched out that they would wrap around the world? I guess that's a similar myth. That's <laughs> yeah, um, like a weird oh, way to kill someone. <laughs> okay, here's the answer. It's not your intestines, it's your circulatory system. Arteries, veins, and capillaries. I can't vouch about reaching around the entire world, but an incredible distance makes sense when you think about it. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Fine. Those are two very different <laughs> systems, Neil. I still I have questions about the uh, capillary system, but it's definitely not the intestinal system. It's about 15 feet in length, and the surface area is about half the size of a badminton court. I should know this. But how big is badminton court? Really, it's pretty disappointing. I don't have any idea, to be honest. This is the intestines that are 15 feet? Badminton's like... Large and small combined. Half a really? tennis court. I didn't realize it was that long. Wow. The small are really like rolled up in there. Yeah, oh, yeah. So the long doesn't contribute very much. Mm-hmm. I think the long intestine's about what one foot. That's like maybe a foot. Yeah, probably about a foot. You getting a measuring tape out? I was like, no, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, my hand is a foot. No, I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh. And I'm totally sober this episode. Just it's so true. Knows. You have to work after That's this. That's true. Which, yeah. This is. Uh, the cops can listen back to this one to, to hear. <laughs> yeah, it will be proof when I get pulled over for not turning on my headlights again. The alibi. What are the tapes? That's the name of the podcast this week. What? The alibi. The alibi. The alibi. <laughs> but no, so th- this this week we wanted to talk about The Expanse, I think, because actually Marty suggested it because he won't be on. And then Tom started, re- you recently started watching it. Somewhat, right? Yeah, or, I would say earlier on in uh, COVID. 
I mean, with the quarantines and all earlier. Well, so that was what March or April. But you're all the way into the just like you're all the way like um one episode. Um, I mean, all I have left is the finale at this point. Oh, of season so you've, five. you've you've crammed it all in in like nine months. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's nothing I, I was, compared to how Marty watches a television show. True. He puts on season three and starts from season three, episode one, for some reason. Or <laughs> or he just doesn't like it, so he watches he the entire thing in two days. <laughs> was that six days? Um, yeah, yeah, it was that one. <laughs> Yeah, I did get Hulu but how, how, and I put that on as like a add to my list. So maybe one day I'll check it out. Maybe. But how how do you think we should tackle this if we're going to talk about the expanse? I mean, as a listener, Tom, you've heard us cover many topics, many shows, and it's probably always done poorly. How could we improve upon it? This is where we turn turn the tide. Oh man! Well, for one, you could probably not watch it. Hey, and, I did and that. Recorded at the same time. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't do that again. <laughs> like the Star Wars one, right? Yeah, that because was I was bad. sitting there. I was sitting there doing lawn work. Man, he went like, straight to the low point. Is this, right is this really he went straight to the bottom right now, of the but, barrel? Uh, yeah, no. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, I don't want to bash you guys. No, I, I, I <laughs> you can uh, totally bash us. No. I wasn't a part of the podcast then, so I'm fine with this. Yeah, she's out of it. You're good. Dude, I was in I was in that podcast and I nearly killed myself halfway through. <laughs> and I didn't even listen to it. That was so. a pretty rough episode. Um <clears throat> I don't know, like should we just start kinda at the beginning, get our thoughts of like how to actually get into the show if somebody hasn't even listened to it yet or watched it yet? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, so, and also maybe how, like where each of us are yeah, in the true. world of the expanse. Well, I, I think that Hannah, you haven't seen it. Um, Andrew, you haven't seen any of the most recent season five, right? True. I'm all the way so, through season four. So we won't talk about season five, basically. Um, we don't need to talk I about the seasons saw, per se. Well, I saw season one, but I read all the books, so I, Pretty sure you oh, can talk okay. about season I didn't, five. I didn't realize you'd read all the books. Have so you read? Not, yeah. There's like nine books, right? Are there nine books? Well, I've read five of them then. Five, okay. Because I, I think that, um, again, maybe this is too soon to say if we're teaching someone to get into it, but sees, there's nine books, but the, the, the final three books are set 30 years after the preceding six books. So they've decided that they're going to um, make season six, which is will be coming out next December, the final season because of the, comp- the complexities of shifting forward 30 years and then dealing with the fact that, you know, everyone's associated to the actors and the characters and then either making them look older or switching out the characters for different characters and such. So I think the TV show is going to span for six seasons and they just finished season five. Um, but I've read none of the books, so. Okay, know. I think I've read five of the books then. Okay, so you're probably, and I think season five was pretty much a like for like on the on on the book five, as far as I can tell. Oh, but season six is they need to sort of take something, I guess, from seven, eight, and nine to wrap up. I. I guess they're kind of, you know, nobody really knows how they're going to to do it for season six. But anyway, yeah, back to the so, beginning. What is the expanse? Back to the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what are we talking about? Yeah, uh, I was just going to. No one ever knows. 
I was going to cut in there with the uh, even the first season that you watch incorporates the first and second book. It just kind of shifts timelines a little bit. But um, yeah, I, I I don't remember how far I've read. I not as, I haven't gotten five books into it. I think I've only gotten into the fourth one minimally. So I have to restart it. Well, you but, need to get yourself a boyfriend that bought the books and read them after him. And then I'll do that. That'll he moves be on away, my list and I haven't read dudes. the other books. So. <laughs> but uh, being that Tom is fresh here, he's watched all of them within the past year. What is the expanse? Oh, this is a bad question to ask me. <laughs> I will try. It my is best. okay. We, it doesn't have to all be right. that broad. We don't have to go <laughs> that rough. That's a rough question. Right. Yeah. No, it yeah. is. This the, the one thing I will say about this this series is I think it'll help me a lot understand exactly what's going on in its entirety to watch it more than once not to say that you don't pick up a lot on a lot of stuff the first time through it but i think there's i mean in the very beginning there's a i feel like it jumps around a little bit like i mean you were saying the first Mm -hmm. two books kind of are in the first so i haven't read any of the books i don't really know um but i think the whole thing just all the all the i mean it's introducing a lot of characters at first i i got this way with game of thrones too when i watched it that i really needed to kind of push myself to actually get like let's say halfway through the first season before everything started kind of clicking together with it but i mean essentially i guess the whole thing with the expanse is what there's three i don't know if you call them factions whatever they are but you got uh, people on earth you got uh, Mars, which is what a military colony. Uh, the, Tec- well, you, technologically Mar- savvy. Yeah, Mars is a is a as a, a colony. Many hundred years, I guess, in the expanse. Uh, Mars has been well colonized, and mm-hmm. Martians, or be them human, uh, culturally, and I, they identify differently to Earthers, um, but. You're talking about a, a world that's been built around, you know, imagine maybe a thousand years in the future from where we are today. You've got people on Earth. You've got a, a very fully realized Martian uh, colony. And then you've got um, people in between, which I'll let you explain, Tom. Which are the, the belters, right? So they're the, the ones out mining materials on asteroids and meteors and such and out there uh what they say in the show is uh water and food or water and food <laughs> that you guys say it on the everywhere else oh, outside you of this area. <laughs> water water no water water water, water. So that's how they were saying the movie on. not yeah. not you mocking me but, for my british accent no, we're mocking him for his ass. What are- You're not mocking yeah. you. There's just fun to do. words here and there. Yeah. What? So, <laughs> they're more valuable than like gold and I don't know, whatever materialistic things you could say. Yeah. Because, I mean, those are the things. Oh, and oxygen. Because they, I mean, literally keep them alive out there on the belt. So what's it? Between- but but, but to, to, draw a pa- to draw a corollary between like modern day, the belt is a kind of a metaphor for... Um, you know the 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 poor the, the the disenfranchised aspects of society. They exist to 
um, mine and produce, you know, mine minerals and materials for for Earthers or for Marsers or whatever it is. And so they, you know, they're a developed culture, but imagine a culture that lives entirely in space. Like imagine growing up on a spaceship and forever living in zero G and like growing up there and mining asteroids and living on spaceships and stuff like that. So over they, they develop kind of like a patois, right? like a, uh, a way of speaking. They're, they have their own, um, you know, the longer the time span, the more divergent um, cultures be- become. So mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting the way, the way the author throws you into this world at that moment. It's like you've got these these three conflicting areas of human exploration, if you like. You've got Earth, you've got Mars, you've got the Belters. And so that's kind of where he tosses you into the beginning of season one. So there's a lot of flipping and flopping and moving around and lots of characters. And, you know, you kind of also have to catch up quickly in terms of like what is their level of sort of like technology? What is everyone up to? Um, but it's it's phenomenal. It's it's great. I mean, it's it's great. But you do need to stick with it, like Tom said. Like it's not something that you can just like. You're not just going to watch one episode and suddenly be like, "Oh, I totally get what's happening here." It's like it takes a while to move into that to that world building that the the author has created. Yeah. yeah. No, Sorry, Tom. Yeah. You'll get used to this. I just I just talk, especially when I drink. No, no. I just take over and annoy people. (laughs) That's what I do. That's my whole purpose, man. And then they mock me for the way that I sound. Well, then you're asking for it. Uh, (laughs) Ouch. And yeah, I'll say the same. There's a lot of characters and there's a lot of like places because Mars and the belt and whatever are all different places. So I already read the books when I watched it. So it was a lot simpler, I think, for me to get into it. And that's actually how I got into Game of Thrones, too, because I started Game of Thrones, stopped it, read a book, and then was able to watch it again because I could finally understand who the characters were. You don't have to read if you don't want to, though. I do remember yeah. with Game of Thrones, not to talk too much about that, but I do know like with the books, it kind of helps you because there's like a map in there that actually like shows you the whole That's so helpful. Region, and you yeah. can like pinpoint where everyone is in there mm-hmm. and all yeah. the different families and stuff, whereas I don't know if The Expanse has anything like that. But you know what? It, it, it is one of those shows where there's so many characters. If you've never read the book, it's hard to remember, right? Like I had the same problem with Game of Thrones too. And eventually you kind of get it. But it's like it takes a while to be like, oh, shit. I was just about figuring out what was going on with that character. And now they flip to this thing. And I haven't seen him for like two episodes. And like I don't know where the <laughs> fuck they are, what the hell they're doing. And you kind of get frustrated by it, but yeah. Well, when you're when you're reading Game of Thrones, this is now a Game of Thrones podcast. Forget the expanse. When you're reading <laughs> yeah, Game sorry, of Thrones, Tom. the expanse, the uh, the the chapters are broken up into individual perspectives of certain characters, so you know who you're reading about during that time. You kind of have an idea where in the world these people are fitting into. Where in the show, you just jump around and you're like, that guy has a beard. He looks familiar. Where's he from? Yeah, exactly, right? Because you literally saw him for, like, maybe two minutes in the cutscene versus mm-hmm. in a book where you got to, like, read an entire, like, ten pages or something. So, yeah, the connection is not there on TV. It takes longer to, to, to settle into in your brain. Anyways, The Expanse. So we have three okay. factions. <laughs> <laughs> what about them? So- Tom's regretting this. He's him? like, why yeah. am I you on this podcast? <laughs> I yeah. Well, I was I making him do all the work. Getting, yeah. I was questioning why. I, yeah. 
why I'm coming. Am I am I getting into something that I shouldn't be coming on to this? But yeah, so well, we brought you, you have, on because we enjoy your company. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate. I I really enjoy you guys inviting me, or I appreciate you guys inviting me on, and I really enjoy you know whenever we play Among Us or anything together. You know, it's always been okay. It's too touchy feely. Let's keep going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's go back to space. <laughs> you can edit Cold that dark up. space, please. <laughs> the hard vacuum. <laughs> Um, all right, so then you got that, and then you have – see, this is where, like, I'm going to have really trouble, so uh, I'm going to have some trouble explaining this, but you have this thing called a protomolecule, right, which mm-hmm. – You have an that... unknown alien, godlike alien influence. Think like Prometheus, basically, right? For any, have you guys seen Prometheus? Alien? I've seen, yeah, I um, did. Prometheus was very frustrating. Basically, it's a you know, and think of a you know, alien, um, ultra sophisticated, advanced technology that suddenly is discovered, um, and how that impacts the local econ- economy or whatever you want to call it. And they're not entirely sure what it does. They just know that some people are trying to harness it in some way. To kind of turn it into a weapon, right? Yeah, because mm. it's pretty. It's a pretty fucked up kinda, molecule. Yeah, but that's kind of a. I mean, just the intro to the whole thing of what it can do or what it is and and all that. So, like, you'd have to watch obviously to find out. Um, yeah. But then, so then you also have. I'm trying to think. What's the? What was the? What's the? Um, oh man, shit! What's the cop's name? The uh, Miller, Miller, uh, Miller, yeah. Miller, so and so he's yeah. part of what the he's he's out in the belt as like he's a in the belt. crooked cop kind of. He, he, he's, he's a crooked cop. He's a belter detective, kind of down now a little. Like, but he's paid like by Earth. Diff. Oh, is he paid by Earth? Okay, so yeah. he's kind of like an Earther oh, up. So in probably space. yes. Is yeah. that what it is? So mm-hmm. he and he also yeah. So he what takes up like a. Uh, he he he's like kind of I don't I don't know what he was doing prior to I mean maybe you guys remember what he was doing prior to finding out about was it Julie Mal is that her name yeah, Julie Mal, yeah. I think he was just drinking and being sad he was just, yeah, yeah drinking and being sad and then he found out <laughs> he was down girl, and out um, <laughs> kind of fell in love with her without ever even meeting her and then oh he, yeah and then he kind of went out to go search for her from. I forget how he even like got that first clue of where she was or whatever, but but she she was a lost he... lost. Um, I think it was her father, right, who contacted him. Who's uh, asked, yeah, Jules Pierre Mao. Yeah, who asked him to try and find his daughter, and he was kind of like a like the first season from his perspective was very much like a. Although it was in space, it was very much a, like a noir um, kind of kind of feel, like a detective. You know, he, he's that he was a classic um, a beat down alcoholic, you know, rundown detective who just got so attached to that case, and you know, it was in his blood to just like follow it through, kind of thing. That, that's what I got from the show. I've never read the book, so maybe I'm maybe. And I'm then wrong. obviously. It, he got himself into something way deeper than he thought oh, he was going yeah, to. Way, way deeper, right. Yeah. 
I, I but, think but I will deeper, say that. F- Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say I think the deeper, deeper that I got with it, he he realized something more was going on with this, and it was being ignored by everyone else. He was giving a he was basically given a case that he was told do what you can, but don't spend too much time. But then, then he realized how deep it was, and he was like, "I'm not going to let yeah. this go, right?" Because because he's that absolute pure detective, he's like, "I'm not. I don't give a shit. I'm not. I, I'm a. I, I do what I do, right?" So he he followed Fueled it by through. Space booze and yeah, no sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's like space booze. They do have special space booze. They right? do. <laughs> <laughs> In the most recent seasons, not to like spoil anything, but they but, there was a there's a joke that goes around between them, right, Neil? I, mean, I don't with remember the, that. Uh, with the, um, I don't know, I, I couldn't even recite it, but I know I've heard it like two, three times in the season. They're talking about the different booze made by the different factions, and oh, that's drink. like they yeah, yeah, drink, like their enemy mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, yeah, that whole thing. So yeah, because if imagine if you're like living in space. Spaceship. It's kind of like moonshine, right? You just got to make your own alcohol. It's like mm-hmm. make what you can make, and I well, guess that they all make different variants and different different quality. I mean, not even booze. The main <laughs> one of the main characters throughout this entire series is is Holden, and when he first gets coffee, once he's you know able to get coffee, just how appreciative of that he is. You know, so I, I imagine living in space isn't too easy. It's not not yeah. like we can just grab our beers and have a good time. Right, and they do a good job, I think, of portraying the realism of space in The Expanse as far as Hollywood permits, so to speak. Um, yeah. I'm sure it's significantly, like if you project forward, it's, it's probably a lot harder than they would suggest our technology was able to stretch to. But even so, like, you know, there is that, they do a really good job, I think, in general of, and hence the name, of really, as a viewer, feeling the expanse of just the solar system, because obviously what we're dealing with here is just, it's it's just the solar system, like, we're not talking like Asimov, like, you know, intergalactic, you know, shit going on here, this is basically local planets, Earth, Mars, Venus, and then outer planets like Jupiter, Saturn, and so forth. So it's like, even though we have spacefaring technology, even though there's all this mining and resource, you know, creation coming on from these different factions, um, it's a very early phase, if you like, if, you, if you're a really big sci-fi buff, it's a very early phase of, like, you know, where it's set time-wise of, of that, you know, that progression of humanity into the, into the universe. Mm-hmm. Um and so, but but even within that, they give you a really good sense, I felt, of like, even though, you know, because Hollywood has given us this, you know, over the years, like, we think of space and planets and stars as if they're just next door, right? But the solar system is fucking enormous. And even just within the solar system, there's so much space. It's, it's it almost, it's unfathomable. And they give a really good sense of that in the show. Like the author really puts that forward. And like, you know, there's generations and hundreds and hundreds of years that can happen just within that space before even considering moving on to, you know, new stars and new solar systems and so on and so forth. So 
I mean, that's more the nerd, the the the, the space nerd in me coming out here. So sorry again. You know. Well, there's like a side little side story too about the generation ships where like. I think it's the Mormons are still around or something. Yes. The yeah, ones. that was in the first season, right? That was amazing. And like, you go on this spaceship <laughs> knowing you're not going to survive to wherever you're going to go. And it will be like the next generation that will actually be able to settle the place. Yeah, they were like going off to the next the next system, right? To the next star, yeah. Alpha Centauri or something like that. They're like, they're like we're going to go on exactly, a major but- voyage. Because even within the Expanse, like with all this core technology, they don't have that technology. They, you can't just fucking go off into the universe and do whatever you want but but everyone's sort of not it's more like knocking around earth basically everyone's knocking around the solar system and just having a good old time but whatever does that kind of is that kind of the parallel on how holden becomes a part of the show and that whole ship with the what's it the rossinate the rossinate yeah and all that i i could be thinking of this wrong but not to give like the first what's it the first episode away where one of the ships get blown up by was it Mars? Or so they believe. So man, I don't, I don't remember the first episode. It was a long time ago. I think at this yeah, point, it's, if, it's there, if anyone's listening, they know we're talking about the first four seasons. So say whatever you want. But yeah, when the Donager was was taken out by what they thought was Mars, or no, it wasn't the Donager. It was. Uh, was that the ship that had all the Mormons on it? No, the ship the Mormons were on is the Nauvoo, which is just fucking great, because that's also (laughs) the name of the temple the Mormons built in Illinois. (laughs) Yeah, the can, right? Remember the can, because that's the whole thing from there. And James Holden put out a distress signal or something about it prior to... If you guys know more, I, I, I can't explain enough about it to be logical in any way. Well, well, at the same time, it's you know we're we're trying to fit four seasons into an episode. We're not going to hit everything, but um, don't don't worry about that. But yeah, so the Canterbury was basically a ice a harvesting vessel. They they harvest ice from the asteroid belt, like like Neil was saying. They're the ones that are out there gathering resources for both Earth and Mars, and so they're out on the Canterbury, and they're on a they're actually on a offshoot a distress beacon on a ship and so there's four main characters that ended up being stranded from the ship when it was attacked by some unknown force and they might have thought it was mars but they weren't sure then things spark off thinking it's earth versus mars and the belts in the middle like well still those are our people what the fuck yeah and it's just also like it's in space but it's just still like a space opera a study it is a space up. It's a study of how humans clump together into groups and then immediately turn against the other groups too. Like because the Mars and Earth do not <laughs> trust different. each other. The Belters hate both of them. Like yeah, and revolting and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah, because of you know you got the higher Mars military and you have like a subset of what the the Belters that are tired of living in these poverty-stricken kind of but ways. I, and I pretty if the if you're born on the asteroid belt and you were up there, I don't think you could actually go down to any of the planets because the gravity is too much or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah they because can't deal with the cheese. 
Ni- yeah. Naomi is one of the characters in there, and oh, she she yeah. was she's one of the belters, and I think that was part of it at one point. It, it was a big part, she, yeah, like, I think, in the fourth too. season. Yeah. yeah, I actually think in the book she never got off the ship. Yeah. Hmm. Well, she Which like is very. Too. She very briefly got off, though. I don't think she was off it for very long before they had to like basically pull her back on. But I guess that just wasn't even a part of the book at all. Not that I remember. Um, but I could be mis misremembering that. So I guess tying it into what Neil was saying, though, like I, I do appreciate the amount of like minute details that they put in the show, even to the point where like people walking around the ship you know typically they'd be like floating around in space but they have like these boots or whatever that magnetically hold them to the floor and you hear it like the clinging around and stuff as they're walking Mm -hmm. through it like they add that into the show and what's one of the ships um had a has like a rotational um however you say like part of the ship rotates to actually like make its own gravity in it in one part Mm -hmm. and it's in in the other one that miller was in like there's a whole habitat that basically like it looks like you're outside and there's all apartments um very bright lights there's birds flying around like just like habitats gardens and stuff like it's very it's very much like uh, uh earth life up in space in some of these ships like they're massive to the to the point where it's like you know, think cruise ship level, but even bigger. Yeah, way it's, bigger. It's so very I, cool. Yeah. So where Miller starts off, he's on an asteroid, you know, a large asteroid in the belt. And yeah, I thought it was kind of cool seeing how they tried to emulate the environment, but at the same time, you can tell anyone who hasn't been in open air wants to see what that is like. It's It makes it kind of believable that let's say a thousand years from now that's where the human race could be at and it's very relatable in a way just because of you see the and neil we were kind of talking about this a little bit in the discord just like how elon musk is trying to like basically start the movement into like getting us into space and mars exploration and that kind of stuff like spacex and stuff like you can see like this is maybe the beginning phases of what could end up being the expand like turning into the expanse of the future like who the hell knows but yeah if there's anybody on earth today that you could imagine like driving that future is totally elon musk right i mean absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah for sure so so we have elon musk the martians then we have (laughs) earth and then we have the space gerardia (laughs) Which is the protomolecule. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> Just to bring it back to the I thought you meant the belters. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was like, damn, they're already downtrodden enough not calling them parasites. No, no, but the protomolecule, uh, Tom had brought it up. It's kind of this uh, foreign faction. Uh, not many people know what it is, but it enters the scene. What ends up happening? So trying to think did they well i guess we're talking about the first four seasons right so spoiler alert for anybody like remember where what, it actually 30 came minutes ago whenever we started place. talking about it um <laughs> yeah, so it's too there, late for them now yeah right so there was a there was an entire planet that was actually um test like they what whoever had it what was it jewel pierre mal 
right? Mm-hmm. Wow. The the father of the missing daughter, um, his group. I guess talking about Jewel. I'm trying to think of like what the best way to talk about this is. So I guess it would be to say like his his whole like company or whatever has tried to harness the proto molecule in a way and kind of tested it on a planet just to find out what would happen to the citizens of the planet, right? And then the daughter that was supposedly missing, I, I forget if she actually was missing at the time or whatever, but she like kind of was protesting against the whole thing, right? And then that's why she was out trying to kind of stop the whole thing. Am I saying this right? She I was like, so. she was an activist against the, yeah, against the testing of the proto molecule, right? So yeah, that was the person that Miller was after and trying to like locate. Um, so at the same time, what was it Holden and that crew? The they got the what they met up with. What was the uh, what's the one guy? Fred Fred Johnson. Fred Jackson. Fred. Fred Jackson, Johnson. Fred Johnson, Johnson. Fred, yes, Fred, Fred Jackson, Johnson. that running Friend. back that was on the Bills. Or something well, like that. maybe. Or is <laughs> that, that Fred Johnson, too? I don't know. No, that, that, I think that was Jackson. Same difference. He was a big football Jackson. fan. Of course. Man. Not at the Bills. <laughs> I think he was on Seattle for a little bit, wasn't he? Or before he was on the Bills. I think he was on Seattle. I forget. Fred Johnson. I think before he was on the Bills. Yeah. Tangent. Anyway. Tangent. <laughs> um, you see how this falls apart, so ha- Tom? Of course, yeah. So this, this, helps, this helps because meanwhile I can sit there and like think about what I was going to say next. And then I can realize <laughs> that I really had nothing. So now, I mean, now you were just, right, though. Fred Jackson yeah. was on the Bills. Number, number 22. I remember that. You I mean, the third all-time yeah. leading rusher. That's like, that guy I thought was I mean, like was Frank the Seahawks. Gore. He was sort of done very much. Just, yeah, he played. It doesn't matter, actually. <laughs> I was kind of curious. <laughs> I was like, wait, what are we talking about? Want to do a football podcast? <laughs> yeah. So, so I was going to say, for anyone who's, again, listening, the proto molecule is kind of like a subplot, really. Um, it seems like a main plot, and it's very featured in the first season because it's. It wreaks havoc on some little, what was it, like a little moon or something that the proto-molecule like destroyed everything on it. Upon Ganymede. Ganymede, that's what it was, yeah, yeah Ganymede, which is like a moon of what's, uh, Mars? Jupiter. Jupiter. Okay. So, but, but, but really what the proto-molecule is, like from a narrative point of view, like if you're just like wanting to know if you should watch this show, is it's the... It's the myster- it's the mysterious, you know. It's the it's the alien. Um, it's the unknown. It's, it's, it's I'd also it's call kind it of kind of like. For, um, sorry, you go. Um, it's the proto molecule. I would kind of think of it as like, uh, like nuclear bombs or something like that. Because sure. there's that that's that there's that same fear about it because it is because it's dangerous. unknown. Because it's like, and you don't want. The Soviets to yeah. get their hands on it yeah, or something. Frankly, in Nimi, like just to to you know, coin a, uh, a current event. I mean, it, it's COVID. It's like, uh, it's like, uh, it's a virus. It's no one really knows what it does or how it does it, and, and it's like, 
So it, it wreaks its havoc accordingly, according to the way that the, the plot progresses. And, and um, you know, it, it turns out as the seasons progress, they begin to understand, at least to some degree, or think they do, where this came from, what kind of like alien species or, or super intelligent species in the universe created this thing. And the idea that they actually shut it down. Like there was a, there's this, there's this whole concept of the builders and the, um, cause well, we haven't really talked about that in this episode at all, but <laughs> anyway, anyway, we can go broad strokes. Yeah, that's, that's too broad. About. That's too broad. But what I wanted to say, which is completely tangential, but I wanted to Yay. say just because it's fun. Like if anybody ever saw the HBO show hung, which was about, um, it was Thomas Jane was the, the main character and he was a guy, he was a white guy who was playing the part of a guy with a huge schlong. Okay. Yeah. I, that's what I, I think right. it was Thomas Jane. And but... the, the concept yes, of the show uh, was Detective quite funny. Miller. Detective Miller, yeah. exactly. He, okay. he is Detective Miller. So Hung, Hung is where I first saw the actor. <laughs> and, you know, he was kind of like, I would say, average at best, right? And this guy was like, you know, it was a HBO show that never really made it. You know, there's a couple Are of... Are we talking about, like, do... size? What? What? <laughs> That's what I, about. I, I figured he was talking about. You're talking songs. about this guy that was supposed to be well endowed, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's well endowed. But you're calling him average. But he's only average. No, I no. Don't know average to- as an actor. Oh, okay. oh and I'm going to say I don't know if Thomas <laughs> yeah. Jane actually has a huge it was an a- It was an average show, and it You'll was kind of like it had potential, it. and obviously HBO invested into the show, but it didn't really stick and people didn't really like it, whatever, writing, acting, etc. I mean, how much is there to talk about? Well, the thing is, is like he was being, the, the premise of that show is he was being pimped out by some other woman to, you know, like middle-aged white women to have sex with them. I guess you're right. How much is there really to go? Like, it doesn't seem like it has a lot of legs, right? But anyway, yeah, long story short. This is exact. this is the second time I <laughs> yeah. have Googled somebody, somebody's penis. And I have done oh, that I'm with Thomas sure Jane now. That's only the second time you've ever done that. The on this podcast. No. Uh, on this podcast. That's fair. Let me clarify. That's fair. That's fair. And uh, Thomas <laughs> Jane's penis, he says himself, is average. Okay. I think it's a proportional to Anyway. <laughs> anyway, in the, in the fake reality world of, of, of the show, he was very well endowed. Anyway, he was. Anyway, the point is, it was fucking awful. It was fucking awful. And then I, when I watched The Expanse, Miller was that dude, right? And there's two yeah. things. There's two things about The Expanse you need to know if you're going to watch The Expanse. The first thing you need to know is this, and this is probably the most important thing that I have learned from The Expanse. Holden, the I, technically the main character, is the yeah. worst actor. Ever. Yeah, he's not great. He is so fucking awful, he could turn you off the whole show. And that would be a disservice to the show. So please don't let that be the one thing that throws you away from The Expanse. Because The Expanse is a great show. Holden is fucking awful. He's clearly he's clearly cast for his looks and his bod. But in hindsight, 
If they could recast, I'm sure they would. But they were too... They were pop committed. They couldn't go back. Whatever. He is fucking terrible. On the other hand, Miller from Hung, who was awful, is the best actor in the entire show from season one to season five. Absolutely fucking amazing. Well, he was in The Punisher too, which is kind of the same kind of gritty... He was in the what? The Punisher? I didn't know that, was he? Oh, yeah, he was the, pu- yeah, he yeah, was the he Punisher. Was. Yeah, 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 he was the so Punisher. So it's kind of the same but, kind of... Green. But that was after, wasn't that afterwards? I think he... Oh, my it? God, no. I feel like I watched The Punisher, like, when I was oh. in college. Okay. Well, then, fine. The, Whatever. The but he's the he's brilliant. He's a brilliant the actor. Uh, he's so good. He's so good yeah. in it. Do you want to hear another fun fact about Thomas Jane? <laughs> sure. Oh, Jeez, Get off apart from him being averagely endowed... He used to be gay for sandwiches. What? Where are you getting these facts from? <laughs> this fact came from the AV Club. The other fact came from the Huffington Post. <laughs> Maybe I don't know if these are actually facts. I just need an explanation of what that means because I'm old. And what does that mean? Uh, gay for sandwiches? It's like gay for pay, but for sandwiches. Do you know gay for pay? Yeah, that's what I thought you meant, okay. but I'm kind of confused now. <laughs> Okay. But instead of getting paid, that he gets a sandwich. He gets a sandwich. Okay. Which is less than you would probably actually get paid. Yes. Sandwiches yeah, are kind of cheap. For you. That explains yeah, why he's so good at acting. <laughs> he can he can pretend <laughs> to be gay. He can pretend to have a gigantic penis when he doesn't actually. He could pretend to be the Punisher. <laughs> no, he was great and. Again, spoilers aside, like he he's not throughout the season. Although I think they said he's coming back in season six, but I think cool. they said he's coming back in season five. So maybe that's bullshit. But I don't he, think I've seen like, him season five at all. The the fans want him back because he was so good. Yeah, um, I, and I, I was feel, disappointed I, to see him sort of his his character arc finish. I was like, huh, that sucks. Like, and they kind of brought him back. But then they kind of went in a different direction. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like that in the books, too. Because you read the first one and you think Miller's going to be a main character. And he is in the first one. But then he kind of dies slash not dies, right. whatever. Uh, and uh, he comes back, but like he's not a main character anymore. So it kind of throws you off when you're reading this. Because mm-hmm. you're not expecting to like lose, so like the book's the same experience that the show is having, I guess, is that people are like kind of surprised that his storyline just kind of ends. You're like, okay, bye. Tom, what were you gonna say? Uh, I got, I got a couple things, I guess. I don't know. So the first oh, thing he's I'll go been back. saving up. <laughs> I've been saving up. He was I'll able to it. think we'll while I, I was talking about Thomas yeah, Jane's penis. That's that's what it was. She distracted me for a little bit. <laughs> So I guess the first thing. All right, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Archer. I think it's or Arrow. Oh yeah, yeah. Arrow. Oh, oh no, yeah. never mind. It's okay. It's Arrow. Okay. The main actor of Arrow is the absolute worst actor worst. I've ever seen. So not as bad as Holden. No, worse. <laughs> Although, like a hundred I... times worse than Holden. I've watched the show and Ooh, I've realized yeah. that Holden isn't like that's bad. Like. I don't, I don't know what the actors. But name here's is, what matters: is but, it's enough to put you off. But I, 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 watching the show and never like seeing these actors in any other TV shows or anything like that. Like, I get what you're saying. I thought Holden was maybe the weak link in that 
you know, and the actors. It never once, like, was so bad that it put me off like Arrow did, though. That show is a fucking atrocious... I- set of acting from that guy i don't know i just like if you guys have never seen the show just go watch one episode of it and you'll, you'll i've see seen it i enjoy oh, it and we can discuss dude, this. i've seen the show and oh i will God. say how, can you, how can you say he's a i don't know how can Me you say he's better wife, than holden we, my wife and i were both in watching the expanse so many times in the first season we were like when holden spoke he has he has two faces and one yeah. tone of voice and we were like <laughs> oh my god this is this is just terrible but oh and he god, is the know. primary character yeah. like if there is Although, some- in season five they do some they do do some very gratuitous early episode like episode one episode two like typical uh you know fucking no, no, no! T-shirt, you know, full body shot. Ah, that's oh, what yeah. they hired him um, for. And he oh, yeah, is very—you got to give him credit. That guy's in the gym and he's doing oh, yeah. a good job. So he's just Absolutely. not really learning how to act. But act which maybe he should have tried. <laughs> act, but I feel like that was I, the same I would thing. Say with his Arrow, acting got a they... little bit better. Like it's like someone did talk to him about it on the side. Like, hey, dude, you, you, you might want to learn to do a little how bit about of acting. A third facial yeah. expression. Just a little bit of acting since you're in this show, and now they're stuck with you. Give it a shot. Like, I'll just say, it sound bad. It never, it never He's, put me off. I, I'm with, yeah. like, I, I don't know if Tom's quite like this, but Holden's acting never put me off. I never came yeah. into this thinking he was the worst actor ever. Um, it wouldn't have put me off if it wasn't for Miller. Because okay, when no. you compare the two, Miller is yes. so amazing of an actor. I'll agree with you and on then that, I, that. And then it's Miller like cutscene Holden. I couldn't. It do is it. a jarring cut. It's it was Miller it was never kept me that there. Bad. I understand that, but Miller wasn't. I mean, I should say Holden wasn't that bad. But my favorite favorite character from from the movie uh, was Christian Avasarala. I love her. She is awesome. She's she is amazing. A, she's a phenomenal actress too. And I like her in the books too. Her. Like. Oh, because you've read the books, right, Andy? So you've I, read yeah. some of the chapters from her perspective. Like, yep. I really like those. Like, she's super cool. And as my wife says, she is a very, very hot lady. Yes, that's considering how well. old she is. Oh yeah, she looks great. <laughs> that's Why do you have to preface like, that you have with to what throw your that wife in? says? No, because she looks great. Because it's relevant. Like she's she? she's she's kind of old, but she's super sexy. In a in a not like you know is the, is tacky voice? sexy way, but in a it's that voice. She has that husky like I've been smoking my whole life voice, yeah. but she can oh, tell yeah. me anything. I'd listen. Yeah, and it's like the perfect <laughs> voice for what I was actually kind of hearing when I was reading the book. I'm like, this is exactly yeah. what it should I sound mean, she's like. Straight up badass. But it does get grading though. That's the other thing. Like I feel as if this when the seasons went on, she kind of graded on me a little bit. All right, here's the deal. Marty's not here, oh, so God, now Neil's just going to complain the whole time. Oh, am I the complainer now? <laughs> she's 68, <laughs> everybody, and I'm the Googler. Yeah, no, she's 68. 68. Can you believe? Yeah. She is she remarkably s- smoking for 68. Like, wow. Good oh. Her skin play. is so clear. Obviously, there's a lot of makeup and a lot of, you know, whatever, but still. <laughs> Fair play. I would never have guessed 68. Well, anyway. Yeah. This is devolved. 
This, this it devolved it into does. how hot is this person? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some eye, there's some eye candy. I had something else I was going to bring up, and like I thought, I was going to forget it. So I'm trying to think back to what we were talking about before we were talking about Holden being a bad actor. Wombats. Wombats and their cube poop. Yes, they do what look like little pieces we were of talking about wombats. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you gotta keep them away from kids. I mean, I don't know. I could see one of them picking one up, trying to take a look. I guess, uh, I guess before (laughs) all this, we were kind of talking about the proto molecule and how it was a side actor or it was a subplot. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, part of the proto molecule, I mean, it's it's introduced very early and it is used kind of to tie in all the different actors and different Mm -hmm. characters that are grouped together and the different storylines that are going on. So that's I guess that's 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 how I would say it's like a sub. I guess she said like a subplot. That's less of a subplot, more of like an overarching. It's more of a th- overarching plot or theme that, yeah. that pervades everything. Right. I think what I got from when I'm reading the books is that I feel like they do shift topics a lot, and so like I thought Miller was going to be a main character, he wasn't. The proto-molecule was this huge thing, and then you kind of drifted off, and some new thing popped up. And so you're never quite sure what's the most important which isn't thing not, going which on is, the Which moment. is not a bad thing. Like, if you think again, no. phones, like, Miller is your um, Ned Stark. Ned, he, he's Ned, he, yeah. He's the Ned Stark. And so <laughs> people come and people go, and that's kind of the show. I think Although yeah. what it, Hannah said is correct, though. Like, I, I think that the story does shift throughout it. Like, if you were to say who's the main character of the whole thing, I think you would say James Holden. It's Holden. But, it is. Yeah. But at the same time, I think depending on where you're at in the show, there's several episodes spanning, or maybe even close to an entire season, on a specific character arc that you could say, yeah, maybe that's the main character for the whole show, but like... Oh, right for now, sure. the main, yeah, yeah, the main focus. Like it's almost close to say the main focus of the show just changes character to character every mm-hmm. like five six episodes or whatever. Like you get a great detail um, story arc from like pretty much every character that's introduced in the show. Mm-hmm. At least to yeah. at least to a certain degree. I mean, you get a lot of their backstory and a lot of their like how they grew up and where they're coming from and stuff like you 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 do get introduced to like a vague or a vast amount of information for each character which is kind of cool and the books are written like the game of thrones books too where the each chapter is from the perspective of someone so you get to read from different points of view as well i mean my favorite book was the one where they were on a plane and there was a scientist but that has almost nothing to do with the rest of the series. <laughs> but I really liked it. But like, it was a, yeah, shut up. No. You can relate to it. That's why, right? A little bit. Yeah. Well, that's, I would that's, never, oh, that's what makes it, it good, right? I think that's Everybody part of this whole show. Yeah, in general, like you're saying, Neil, I think like you're like this whole show, even though it's so distant future thought, it's like, it could happen. It's kind of relatable, and you can relate to the characters in it. It's not like human evolution has changed to a point that everyone acts so differently, or their personalities are so different. So, you no, know, because you have the politics, you have, yeah. you know, the scheming, the big companies, the the poor, drunk, downtrodden people trying to 
sorry, revolution, like all of those things that you can see here, you still see there. Mm-hmm. It's just in space. Yeah. So you have the added thing about needing to get some oxygen every once in a while. <laughs> Which is great. Not, not dying. <laughs> that sip of coffee just tastes so good after not having it for so long. Well, it's like the opposite of like what Star Trek was like, where they could just get his Earl Grey cold or warm, hot, whatever. Probably hot. Anyway, when they replicated, they could just order whatever they wanted. Food wasn't even an issue. Whereas practicality, you can't make something out of nothing. So you have to bring what you need to survive. They worry a lot about gas, too, which I, or fuel. It's probably not gas. But like, that's very relatable as well. Like, Yes. <laughs> so that's, I don't know. that's the expanse. You, you kind of stop bits. You kind of stop <laughs> those expanse. Or do they end up all late? Think about gas a lot? <laughs> I don't know if we did this any justice on the show, but for me, I think you should abs- absolutely watch it. I don't think you have to be a sci fi fan necessarily to enjoy it because there's enough no. dynamics between the characters that you can enjoy it. I feel like yeah, and if Holden does bother you, the other actors, I feel like there's he enough doesn't, other actors. Neil's just no, complaining. No, no, I agree with it's Neil. I read the book. <laughs> no I read me. the book, which is why I kept watching it because I Fucking read the book and knew what happened. But Holden was kind of like, "Whoa, he, I could, I'm a better actor than Holden." Um, but like all the other characters, I think are super interesting, portrayed really well. Like there's just so like there's a lot of good stuff going on. I feel like I should probably watch the rest of the seasons after talking about it for an hour. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not using Amazon. I'm fine. Well, I'll, I'll send you, you need my Amazon. details. You can, you can use mine. I don't know. That's like, is that morally correct? Okay. For, yeah, I, I doubt Amazon's and, listening. And I doubt Amazon will yes, ever sponsor us. So, yes, No, I think fine. actually, yes, that's fine. Because you've already paid the money. So, <laughs> there. Okay. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I feel like somebody listening to this and trying to understand what's going on is going to be just as confused if they started watching the show from episode one. But I guess you can talk to your listeners and find out (laughs) whether we've convinced anyone at all to listen to it. But I think we jumped around so much that it's just, it's going to be as confusing. It's this, this show is that, I mean, that's what I was thinking from the beginning. It's so hard to kind of like touch on every subject in like a way that it sounds appealing in a way. Like I, I feel like you can't talk about it to make it kind of sound appealing, but it's, it's just, I think it ultimately comes back to, and what I think a lot of, a lot of uh, forms of entertainment can really, if, if the form of entertainment, whether it's like music, movies, TV shows, whatever can connect with a person and you can relate to it in a certain way. I feel like you can really enjoy whatever that piece of entertainment is. And, Despite it being so distant future, potentially like small window of that actually happening or whatever, you know, it, it could, it's, it's definitely possible that the human race could be in the situation or like in this, uh, TV show in a way in the future. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that's part of what makes this show so great. And yeah, it's confusing as hell as t- at times. But I mean, if I feel like if I was to go back through and watch this TV show once, like maybe when I finish season five, like tomorrow or whatever, if I go back through and watch all five seasons again, 
I might get a totally clear understanding of like everything in the show and it might be a lot easier for me to explain it or whatever but it's it's i highly recommend it for anyone that's into like even any kind of sci-fi especially like yeah and the books it, are good too been... they're easy to read like I, I might actually consider it's no reading. uh i'm not a big reader no, but yeah i'm a big reader but like these are easy reads it's no like charles dickens or anything you can just read it in a park it's fine <laughs> And yeah, then it does make the show easier to watch. It's to easy into, enough to, to read. I mean, I think uh, to sum it up, it's, it's a believable future. Mm. Yeah, it. because it's a future that... And that's why you should watch it. It's a it's a future that's still set within conflict among humans. Because that's all right. we know. We always will. Exactly. And the proto-molecule, like, you know, has that, like, ooh... That okay. mystery that keeps you watching, trying to figure yeah. out what's going on. It's but, that, but it's if, that but mysterious, it, potentially destructive force, and it's like, but it's not. Or it's, it's not a not force. The, it's like, a, it's, yeah, it's not the thing that fundamentally drives the actions of the of the players in the in in the show, right? I mean, it's not. It is. It's always in the background, but it's a human perspective and on humans. On, on a you know near future uh, you know possibility basically, and all these humans interact with it the same way we would now. Like there's the ones that are dirty, the ones that want the money, the ones that want the power, the ones that want to get rid of it. Like all of those come yeah, to same place. same political like bullshit. Any kind of yeah, same political bullshit, different year. Wow. Um, I want in on a Neil because I think you already made this joke this joke that it, the expanse is expansive <laughs> <laughs> Boom, did say that. Done. <laughs> but it's a good show it has funnies it has jokes I was, it's more of a drama than than anything it doesn't have a lot of comedy <laughs> in fact no. come to think of it as zero comedy um, i was like jokes <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think of like you know, the, the most I, hilarious character is probably Amos. I was going to say Amos. I love Amos. Yeah. And, and I'm going to say they did him dirty in the first season because he's so much better in the book. Oh, he's so good. But he's so good in the show, too. I mean, yeah, he's he really good. And I don't know who plays that guy, but he's, again, really good actor there. These are all actors I've never seen before in yeah. this show, basically. Which is kind of cool in a way. There's, there's a ton yeah. of characters in the show. It's just like, you, you know, you get, it's kind of like, uh, reminds me of Star Wars in a way that like yeah, Star so Wars many. started, Star Wars started and it's like all no name actors and actresses like throughout uh-huh. a lot of them, especially like yeah. know, the first three or whatever. And the most recent three, even the recent ones. Yeah. yeah. Like, they, like the, the prequels, they kind of went yeah, big name. Yeah. I'll keep them. I out. think that's like, how we know, should end this whole podcast is Marty. If you're listening, this is the new Star Wars. Fix your microphone, Marty. Just because Marty loves Before Star you come Wars back. so much. It's like... Okay, wait a minute. Can Tom <laughs> put a friendship mandate onto Marty? Like Neil oh. didn't actually put onto Marty to watch Sicky Jason. Right. right. <laughs> so can I, contingent try, can of- I try to convince him to watch it? Yeah, because I tried to do that. I, I tried well, like two weeks ago. I was talking. Well, here's the plane. deal with with sixty days in. Marty was like, "Okay, I guess I'll watch it." And then he came back and he's like, "I watched the whole thing. It was awful. It was oh my god!" Terrible. In two days, <laughs> like, and then he's like, "I watched it because I'm a friend of yours, Neil." And at no point did Neil say, 
you have to watch this. No, I never said friends. that. I don't care. If you don't want to watch it, don't fucking watch it. <laughs> but he did. He two felt days. bad about saying he'd rather pick Star Wars over Neil. That's why. <laughs> he did say it, though. Oh, yeah, that was why, actually. He was trying to make up for that, I think. Which Maybe, I, maybe. I don't know. That might be why. Yeah. We just got to put another mandate from another friend on the market. I'll, it's I'll, a different I'll try. I mean, I was trying to talk to him before. He was kind of, it was kind of up in the air whether he'd watch it. But he he kind of told me, and I and I totally like understood what he was saying, because when I went to go watch The Expanse for the first time, I went on Amazon Prime, not extremely familiar with their interface at all, but I went to go click it and hit play, and it was like season three or four in a, episode one. So I'm watching it, and I'm like... Is this right? What's going on here? Like, I feel why, like this isn't an intro to a brand new show or something like that. Why would you be watching halfway through? Well, so the way Amazon shows up, it's like the mo- the latest season. So I guess, well, I guess oh. it was season four at the time. So That's like, bad. you pick the Expanse, and you would think, all right, if like Amazon knows that I haven't seen any it's, of the show before, yeah. it, it should right. be saved. Like, all right just put me to like a menu to go find the season or the episode or whatever but it just like automatically starts you like it separates each season so that's that's the same thing that happened to marty so when marty went to go watch it he started like midway through this the series at the time and whatever that latest season was so i was like yeah like amazon's interface kind of sucks with that like i don't know why they do it but you know amazon you know, you knows do almost hit. everything about you yeah. and then you can't get yeah. this one fucking yeah. thing right <laughs> look surprising look, right? marty was conditioned by netflix and he failed to read that's all you can take from that <laughs> tom you did yeah, so- i still managed to i still managed to go find season one and watch it he though. fixed it though so, he figured it out he figured it out after numerous times of going back to try to watch it and it happening every time i try to go watch it for the first okay, season it took you a while to figure but it out now i have it down where i can't just go in and look i need to look for the beginning of the tv show instead of the midway season whatever i don't know so I, I will try to convince Marty to watch it. I tried already to talk to him a little bit about it, and that's when he was kind of saying, when he was off the podcast, you guys should talk about it to come up with the podcast episode for this. And well, because he doesn't want to talk about it, but you can who knows? Maybe, maybe by uh, the end of season six, he'll, uh, he'll be into it, and he'll want to talk to you guys about it. I'll, you I have to do this whole thing all over again. <laughs> I mean, so there's side. this protomolecule there's this protomolecule and fucking powders and earthers and, and you can um, have an entire episode of marty just explaining the show since we've all tried right now <laughs> it, and it, marty does explain things for a very long time more than me <laughs> but no uh hi marty yes we love you marty but tom good night we, we appreciate you being on here is there anything you want to say before you go anything else you want to talk about bring up if you have any social media to plug, if you have, you know, your old band, I guess you already did that, but yeah, uh, nothing to plug. I just want to say thank you for joining or for uh, inviting me on. Had a had a great time. Went a little smoother as we got through this a little bit more. Um, uh, I will say, I w- I do want to ask. So you guys were talking about beds earlier and in the last podcast a little bit. Do you have any <laughs> recommendation for bed sheets? Because every night I go to sleep and my, my pillow sheets, the, the, the sheets are ripped. And I got them for Bed Bath & Beyond a while ago. And it's just like... You they're, really like Bed Bath & Beyond. I, I got to get... 
I gotta get something else. But Hold I on, forget Tom. every time I wake up. So I'm trying what, to. What, 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 are, what are you doing in your bed that you end up ripping bed sheets? <laughs> well, to tie back into Neil's uh, dreams and my kickflips and stuff, <laughs> I, must be, I must be dreaming in the middle of the night that there's something attacking my face. Whether it's uh, spiders or something, and I'm, I just rip apart my pillows, I guess. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Still trying to That's figure intense. that out. I gotta set up a camera and watch. I only have one word of advice for you. You get what you pay for. You can go on Amazon, you can buy sheets. That's more than one cheap... word, Neil. That's many words, yeah. You buy cheap sheets, <laughs> you, they're going to be shitty cheap sheets. They're going to feel like cardboard, they're going to suck, they're going to they're gonna ruin. Get something, maybe go up one step. Like I think like sheets, what the fuck? You can get like sheets for 20 bucks. Don't do that. Next step up, like 40 sheets. to 50 bucks. You're probably going to get reasonable sheets at that point. You'll be okay. You really want to go all out, step up to like 80 or 100 dollars, I guess. So I, I, I don't know. I'm just, hold on. Like, how do I know this? I well, just I, do. I have don't like ask. the 40 or 50 dollars set right I, now. At no point like is her. this about the comfort of the sheets. This guy is tearing his sheets up. <laughs> no, I'm know, trying to help him. Like, they're, saying they're very comfortable, for, but like, they, they get damaged. I don't know what happens. It's just well, I can't uh, help you. That's your problem. What do I need to do? Do I need anger management help? Psychotherapy, that maybe? That, that should a be a good idea. A sleep aid? <laughs> uh, I gotta go for a sleep study, I guess. I mean. Yes, sleep study, psychotherapy, yeah. anger management. There's so many things. Uh, so many, there's so many possibilities that are open to you at this point. I gotta bring that to my therapist next week. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I have no, no input on sheets. I'm pretty basic. I get mine at Target. And I've had them for years. My I don't think ripped. I sleep thrash because <laughs> they're still fine. All right. I got to make my way over to Target. Maybe that's the way. Could be. I don't know. Because I keep seeing all these sheets. They're like $200. And I'm like, do I need no. to get those? Those seem too expensive for It sheets. sounds like if you're going to thrash them, then you're going to thrash them. And it's like, doesn't matter what price you pay. In fact, the higher up you go, the more chance there is if you're ripping them, right? Because like, you could go to yeah. like, get, like, you could get like yeah. silk sheets, which is super comfortable but aren't going to survive a night in your bed, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Kickflip. Yeah, don't waste your money on a sheet you're going to destroy. Get like a $40, $50. Mr. If I, I take it all back. Top. 20 bucks on Amazon. You're good to go. Okay, right. fine. <laughs> Try it out. I'll report back. If you guys are Yay, curious bed slash mattress I am curious. Slash <laughs> sheets and stuff. We'll have to have you back on. Um, so... To talk about your sheets. <laughs> talk about your sheets. Yes, we can, and whatever we can draw else you this want to talk over, about. We could draw it out over the course of another I mean, I honestly feel like we missed an entire podcast of conversation here at the very end with why the fuck are you ripping sheets up <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the night? But There's a lot to We'll get bring into you here. back for that one. We'll You'll find you out in a future that. episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll get to the root cause of it. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get back to you guys on that. That's a heck of a cliffhanger. <laughs> Yep. But no, where plans are optional, you can find us on Facebook at Plans Are Optional. You can also find us on Twitter at Optional Plans. You can find Han on Twitter at LaserCats44 or Neil at Indie No No. Find me on Instagram, HannahStar44. There we go. My Twitter name is something different. It has like an extra letter in it. Oh. Don't worry about it. Right. Well, ignore it. <laughs> ignore it. Ignore me. Fuck. <laughs> All right, thanks Tom for coming on. We'll uh, we'll catch you catch you later in your sheets. On the flip side. <laughs> no, yeah, we just stay on the sheets. sheets. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I am buddy over. I mean, I didn't realize that's what you knew I meant. But... <laughs> <laughs> that was there we go. Surprise. But...